السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله بجان بجان. you know you have to say, you have to be the one that says salam first. don't wait for me. okay. okay. It's loud. it's like it's a, it hits it hits the hearts. alright. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. everyone welcome to Friday Night Live. and we already see the audience sending messages. thank you so much for joining. and I hope you guys are all doing well. And inshallah, you guys are fasting. If you haven't fasted today or tomorrow, you'll be fasting. Uh, 10th of Muharram. We are have a special Friday Night Live program tonight. I hope everyone's smiling. If you haven't been smiling yet, you're going to be smiling. And you're going to be joyful whenever, tonight. Whenever they see you, Bajan, they smile. It, it, it brings them out. And mashallah, a lot of these brothers and sisters that are here, just they just came from the from our um, Arabic intensive class. So for those of you that came from the Arabic intensive class, a shout out to you. May Allah bless you. Sister Marina, I see you. A lot of you that were there, um, you guys are consistent. You've been here since 6.37 o'clock. So, inshallah, that was more intense. This will be more relaxed. It'll be This will be the, the relaxed um, session, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, yeah. Should Mufti we get ready? How, how are you doing, my man? Alhamdulillah, we're doing good, man. Bijan. You taught a class for a couple of hours. Now you're here? Alhamdulillah. You think you still got fuel in the tank? I mean, we have, I have a little bit left. <laughs> Mashallah, man. May Allah reward you for all the work. We got this. We got this right here. You know, coffee. It was hard because we we're fasting, but now then, uh, when nine o'clock hit, Alhamdulillah, one of our students brought me coffee, so it was good. Alhamdulillah, brothers and sisters, welcome everyone. Inshallah, tonight Mufti Duhab has arranged a very special program. We have a man who is known to be the face of smile to Jannah and also Brother Tariq. He is a, a very famous munshid from um, Egypt. And he is world-renowned artist. Uh, mashallah. Ahlan wa sahlan, akhuna Tariq. Ahlan wa sahlan. Kif halak? Kif al-sihah? Kif al-akhbar? Ana b-khayr, alhamdulillah, wallahi. Alhamdulillah. Anta fi adda muqeem fi Misr? Naam, muqeem fi Misr, naam. Ahlan wa sahlan. Kif al-ahwal, ahbab al-Misr, kulluhum? Wallahi, kulluhum, kulluhum b-khayr, kulluhum b-khayr, alhamdulillah. ونحبكم <تصفيق> How he's how he's doing? He's he's right now coming live from Egypt. أي منطقة في مصر كنت تسكن في القاهرة في القاهرة القاهرة. He's coming live from Cairo, Egypt. I'm asking him how the situation in Egypt Egypt is right now. He um he's saying about especially during COVID. He said same thing everywhere else and all the Arab Muslim communities around the world have been suffering and just like we are in America. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep him safe, keep his family safe. Bajan, um, we have um, we have brother Tariq who is from Egypt. So obviously the Wi-Fi sometimes may get weak. So I want to give a, a, a I want to preface this, the, our, our session by saying that if the Wi-Fi starts lagging or delaying, you can still hear his voice. So inshallah, please bear with us. And secondly, it is 2 a.m. in Egypt. Uh, and inshallah, he wants to start before his Wi-Fi starts acting up. So inshallah, uh, brother Tariq, Muhammad, we want to thank you for joining us. You know, thank you so much for joining so late at night. Your friend, one of your close friends, Muhammad Yusuf, joined us one month ago. And today we have you. Inshallah, when COVID ends, we'll have you in the country of America. And we'll do things together live. So for now, Inshallah, 
uh, please um, bless us with your voice and tell us what you're going to sing before the Wi-Fi goes bad. And uh, Brother Zishan, we see you commenting and trying to hype, hype yourself up, but I appreciate that. Hype us up too. That smile to Jenna. That's Brother Zishan. <laughs> He's in the I back. Know, inshallah, we're going to have um, a Brother uh, Muhammad Tariq recite some poetry for us. If you have some requests, you can put them in the chat box. We all love you. نحن نحبكم هنا في أمريكا. الناشيد الذي ما شاء الله بينت بها بلغة جميلة وصوت رائعة. الحمد لله. We are so blessed to have you and and sing for us. So we won't delay anymore. Please uh, welcome our, our artist tonight, Brother Muhammad Tariq from all over Cairo, Egypt. Bismillah. كل القلوب للحبيب تميل ومعي بهذا شاهد ودليل أما الدليل إذا ذكرت محمدا Shahujudin wa ufran 
كل عام يأتي زائر ليته دوما يطول دائما يحمل بشائر كلنا يرجو القبول تبسم للحياة تساءل قل أين الطريق لا تحزن تفاءل هو الله يرضي تبسم للحياة تسائل قل أين الطريق لا تحزن تفاءل هو الله يرضي توكل على الله يهديك النجاح لا ترجو سوى حي على الفلاح هيا هيا إلى الله هيا هيا إلى الله هيا هيا إلى الله وطوب رضا الله الله رضا الله 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 رضا جميل جدا ما شاء الله تبارك الله والله نورت قلوبنا ما شاء الله وهذه المجلس على الانترنت كلهم يستفيد منك انا سعيد جدا بوجودي معكم والله في هذا اليوم انا سعيد جدا والله بارك الله we are so happy to have brother Muhammad Tariq here and he is also saying he is very happy to be here ما شاء الله نسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى دائما يديم عليك هذه التبسم الجميل ان شاء الله Bajan, uh, were you surprised by his voice? Because I was. Oh, he was beautiful. Is he not done? Is he? We gotta hear more. We have more. We have more. But mashallah. Oh, I, I don't want to talk. And uh, now, you know, namsik an kalam. Alhamdulillah. Right now, it's you. Bismillah. If you can, if you can have your volume a little louder, a sound a little, maybe sound a little, a little. نقلل الصوت او نعلي الصوت نعلي الصوت نعلي الصوت قليلا مولاي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كله مولاي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كله محمد سيد الكونين Sallim, 
إمام أباداً على حبيبك خير الخلق كله يا نبي سلام عليك يا رسول سلام عليك يا حبيب سلام عليك صلوات الله عليك ويا نبي سلام عليك يا رسول سلام عليك يا حبيب سلام عليك صلوات الله عليك أنت نور الله فجرا جئت بعد العسر يسرا ربنا أعلاك قدرا يا إمام الأنبياء أنت في الوجدان حي أنت للعينين ضيء أنت عند الحوض ري أنت هاد وصفي يا حبيبي يا محمد صلي على النبي وتبسم النبي تبسم وتبسم النبي تبسم اللهم صلي عليه صلوا عليه شفيع الأمة بذكر الرسول تشحد الهمة يا ربي بجاه النبي أزيح الغمة يا ربي بجاه النبي أزيح الغمة صلوا على الهادي البشير حبيب البدر المنير شفيعي عند القدير صلوا عليه صلوا بيحلى الكلام رسولي خير الختام حبيبي بدر التمام صلوا عليه صلوا صلوا على الهادي البشير حبيبي البدر المنير شفيعي عند القدير صلوا عليه صلوا بأحلى الكلام رسولي خير الختام حبيبي بدر التمام صلوا عليه صلوا عليه شفيع الأمة بذكر الرسول تشحذ الهمة يا ربي بجاه النبي أزيح الغمة يا ربي بجاه النبي أزيح الغمة ما شاء الله تبارك الله صلوا على النبي اللهم صل على محمد محمد Everyone, please just give a, a good, strong Allahu Akbar for Brother Muhammad and also 
send salawat upon the Prophet after and his entire poem is encouraging us to send salawat in different ways. And um, I think um, those that understand it are encouraged and those that don't understand the beauty of a voice and they're encouraged as well, inshallah. Muftisab, I think we got to bring this man every day because when you, when you do live pro, uh, programs, we get 100, 200, maybe max 300 people live. We only got 1,000 people watching us right now on Facebook and YouTube. And Bahada Muhammad Tariq and his beautiful voice. Of course, well, that's why they came. Dishan, we got we got this audience here. MashaAllah, we have some requests from the uh, audience. Yeah, sure. We have Brother Muhammad has one more nasheed he can do for us because Brother Dishan is late for him as well. So and um, if you can if you can just choose one of those three. So you had Qamarun, uh, you had Ya Hanana, and um, there was one more um, that that was a request as well. Any of these, if you feel... Oh, he can, do, he can do both of them with some courses of both as of them. A, as, a, as a medley. Uh, yeah. I can do Naam, naam. We'll listen to you, Habibi. And uh, naam? There's also Jamalu, Jamalu. Jamalu, Jamalu. Inshallah, we have a few minutes, Inshallah. You can do whatever you want.
وكف المصطفى كالورد نادي وعطرها يبقى إذا مست آيادي يا جمال وكف المصطفى كالورد نادي وعطرها يبقى إذا مست آيادي يا جمال وعمّر والوها كل العباد يا جمال حبيب الله يا خير البرايا يا 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 جمال آه يا جمال يا جمال سيدنا النبي يا جمال تكبير الله اكبر ما شاء الله ما احسنت احسنت نورتنا و... ايضا حرتي تستمع و... ومن صوتك الجميل الحمد لله الحمد لله الحمد لله so many people just say mashallah allahu akbar and enjoying your voice inshallah we bring you on again soon uh, and alhamdulillah your wifi did not delay so it, was, it worked out perfect alhamdulillah min du'aik alhamdulillah alhamdulillah we should let him go we're going to bring you back again inshallah miraran inshallah inta fi nahnu fi intidharik inshallah maratan ukhra Inshallah, when you leave, just don't print N, just leave. Inshallah, you can leave. Okay. I'll be fine. Don't press X. Okay, okay. Uh, that was beautiful, mashallah. Uh, you took care of business. It's almost you as good as you. think I can sing like that? Almost as good as you. Just you needed some uh, vocal lessons from you. Should course. I do it? No, no, no. You know, should I do it? <laughs> mashallah, he was excellent. He was so good. Mashallah. You were saying? I said, I wish we can have him longer, but inshallah, if you can come back inshallah. and bless us. People around, we know the people here in America, our main audience here, America, Canada, and Europe, across the world, whoever's watching, we have people watching from all across the world. If you can stay, the city, the state, the country you're watching from, so even our, our guests that are coming on live can appreciate your presence. We have people from all across the world. Uh, Brother Muhammad Tariq can see, um, can see you, where you came from, and also, and um, and and also appreciate your presence. So we, everybody, we're gonna have someone coming on. His name is he's recognized to be Smile to Jannah. Yes, but his name is Brother Zishana Ali. Inshallah, he's joining us next. Uh, I would request him if he can turn his camera on. He was waiting very patiently, and um, he's it's very late for them there. Bajan is two a.m. Uh, now it's two twenty-seven there, so it's. Late for them, I know it's hard, uh, so early in the morning or so late at night, either way. But Brother Zishan, if you can hear us, if you can turn your camera on, inshallah, we're planning to bring you on. We're now we have people from uh, Kenton, San Antonio, Dearborn, Toledo. There's a lot of people watching from New York, 
you know, so alhamdulillah, people all across in Pakistan, London, Ontario. Uh, I thought that was London, England, but London, Ontario. Welcome, London, Ontario. We love the people in London. Um, ahlan, ahlan. Assalamu alaikum. Yes, wa alaikum assalam. How are you doing with this Ishan? Yes, alhamdulillah. I'm uh, do doing good. Insecure, the guy, the, other, the early artist? Pardon? Did he make you feel a little insecure? He was all buffed up, good looking. What happened there? He, he was. I don't know. I was dozing in and out of sleep. So uh, I think you guys uh, smashed it another half an hour. You said uh, it was no, 10 but, minutes. Brother Zishan, the brother just kept reading, man. I was trying to stop him. How are you doing, Zishan? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm doing tired. That That's how I'm doing. <laughs> What time is it? What time is it in your in your part of, uh, in your country? It's it's two thirty past midnight. We're gonna have to change. And I'm on a podcast. Yeah. We're gonna get you done by three o'clock, brother Dishan, Inshallah. But Dishan, let's let's jump right into it, Inshallah. First of all, um, before before we start anything else, um, what what what's up with the name Smile to Jannah? How did you come up with that? And why isn't it just your your channel name Smile to Jannah? How how did that happen? Uh, it's just a mission statement, isn't it? I mean, mm. um, making people smile and hopefully educating them at the same time. And uh, yeah, is that, uh, just is, hopefully getting them to Jannah, isn't it? Not not the other is, not the other place. Not the other place. <laughs> MashaAllah. Just in case just, someone just, just for the viewers that are confused. But Zishan, where are you joining us from? One of the, the viewers know. People might not, not know. Not the Hellfire. Uh, not the... I'm joining you from the UK, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. And which city? Huh? Uh, which London. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Bajan, we just had on Mufti Adam Kothari from London as well. We had on Sheikh Hassan Ali uh, recently as well from England. So I guess the England guys are, you know, mashallah, they're, they're, everyone wants a piece of them. So may Allah bless you guys for joining us and uh, and giving us your time in the middle of the night. So there's, so many things, there's so many things that we have to learn from them. You know, they have been. Islam has been in uh, England and Europe for or much earlier than United States and Canada. From the aspect of active engagement, so much we can learn from them, their institutions, and so much they can learn from us also. You know, uh, but Alhamdulillah, we we are so fortunate to have Brother Zishan. We want to thank him for coming on so late. As everyone can see, he's already he's exhausted. Two thirty. Who wants to come in front of a screen live at two thirty at night? You know, and he's been generous and kind and graceful enough to accommodate our time. So please, everybody on the chat, please welcome him and give him some love and make him feel comfortable. So here we are, Smile to Jannah. You have a very strong following on social media and you do a lot of videos. I've seen many of your videos, mashallah. A lot of my students also watch your videos. What inspired you to get into the, uh, the media and influence as a Muslim influencer on media? I see there was a lot of people doing it already. What inspired you to do it and what has come out of it? Uh, uh, loads, loads of things. I th I'd say. Um, where do I start? I mean, I, this is in no particular order. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a teacher, so um, when we speak to our kids and we talk about you know these sorts of things, they don't necessarily take us seriously. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, we tell them, look, 
uh, we warned them about social media, we warned them about these things, but they feel we're out of touch. And I guess when you're in that kind of school or madrasa environment, there's uh, you you get kind of pigeonholed. Mm. Um, you may yeah, be able yeah. to bring more to the table. Pardon? I think narrow-mindedness, sometimes that happens. No, no, no. What I'm saying is... Um, these kids when they see us because they see us in one setting oh, they assume that we are like one trick ponies that's that's all we can do and they only see us in the the maktab madrasa or or islamic school environment so they assume oh that's it that's all this person really knows he or she doesn't necessarily understand our struggles and yeah when i think youtube and social media is a way that you can kind of show them your your diversity you can show that um your, your other talents as well and many of us mashallah some are, some of us are good at writing some of us are good at empathy some of us are good at inviting people at 2 30 at midnight on the podcast you know we all we all have, we all have our thing <laughs> we all have our strengths and, and and weaknesses so that was that was one thing the other thing was I was helping the the shuyukh, uh, you know, locally, and uh, you know, helping them with their content. But I noticed it, it was like we were just preaching to the preached, and yeah. it wasn't necessarily reaching the people that it needed to reach. So I mean, the bayans they they reach uh, pretty much a kind of consistent crowd of people that actively search for this sort of stuff. However, in order to reach the people that need it the most, you have to cater for them and you have to somewhat dilute the message. I mean, dilute, not compromise. There's a difference here. Yeah, diluting the message, but not compromising the essence. So, yeah, I think that that was the thing. It was just it was just frustration that, um, yeah, people were becoming more and more distant from the dean and we were trying the same technique over and over again. They say the sign of a foolish person is he or she does the same thing twice, expecting different results. Mm. So, um, I mean, if you're getting the same results, it's time to change the strategy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, comedy is, it's it's a no-brainer. I mean, it traverses and transcends lang um, countries and boundaries and cultures. That's the beauty of comedy. I mean, you can say the harshest thing, but... I mean, if, if it's done in a joke, people will they, they take it. I mean, you guys, when you're on WhatsApp, any message you write, like I can say uh, anything bad to you, but if I end the sentence with a lol, the other person's like, oh, he's just, he's just joking. His brother just joking, you know. He's just doing the jokes. Jokes. <laughs> you know, you know, people don't know. People who do know you um, know how funny you are. So there's some people who tonight might not know. Um, your work and they don't know um, how funny you are. A lot of times our audience, no disrespect to the scholars and no disrespect to our elders, they do a, such a great job. And it's not some, it's not always be, you know suitable for a scholar to stand on the pulpit at Jum'ah, crack a joke here, mama joke, baba joke there. You know, they don't do it because they just feel like that. Mama joke, baba joke. What, what sort of jokes are these? <laughs> never know, never. What's um, a baba joke? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna tell us. No, no, we're not. We're not the joke guys. We're serious people. You know. Hey, that's that's better than my content. If I was on a video going mama joke, baba joke, I think that that would get a laugh. You should write that no. down, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's so, giving it to you. It's all yours. That's some, that's some content right there. 
Don't worry, there's no copyright on my content. It's nothing special. Um, they, yeah, so, same, same, same. I don't have copyright either. So, um, Brother Zishan has one tool that today the youth are looking for. And the audience, even sometimes adults look for. There's this huge I gap. Do. Adults too, like, sometimes when someone says, a, says something in a humorous manner, the youth are like, oh man, this guy has understands us. He knows that we are looking for something that can intrigue us in a joking manner. And, you know, because if you think about it, I mean, we don't want to, you know, slice Islam in an old-fashioned manner, which they've heard years after years. You know, I'm not saying it's outdated, or, but the, presenta the presentation can be, you know, I'm not, you, know, you use the word diluted. What's some form of interaction and some details and some humor, make them smile? Why not? Like you said, smile to Jannah. We can take people smiling to Jannah rather than crying to Jannah. Like we don't have to have people in the state of fear, always like, you could also smile to Jannah like the way, I mean, fear God, smile to Jannah. And the Prophet ﷺ, I'm sure you know this, people know this, the Prophet ﷺ was always smiling. Yeah, there are narrations where don't laugh too much that excessive laughing will kill the person's heart. But of course, that's laughing over dunya, laughing over just constant laughing and laughter. Um, so you pro provide an alternative. And I'm sure a lot of the young scholars who are raised in the, in the West tried to do that. Sheikh Abdul Wahab, my brother who is here, he tries to be funny, but he's not. He's well, not funny. Position. I, I, I watched a video. I'm trying to get it, but it's not happening yet. I need, I need some training. <laughs> but in all honesty, mashallah, my older brother, Sheikh Abdullah, the chat will tell you. Um, he can he can crack a few jokes as well, you know, and he, he gets it going. Sometimes it gets a little, you know, it gets a little messy, but you know, he brings it back and he makes people laugh. May Allah bless you, Bajan, for always making people laugh and making people I don't smile. Do it I don't do it on purpose. It's natural, no, natural, 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 natural. Okay, but but Hishan Ali, uh, we want you to speak, obviously. I think so that's my... that's the beauty of comedy, you know. That there's so many ways. Sometimes even when you tell a dead joke, it's funny because it's dead. You know what I'm saying? Or sometimes because you're speaking about a serious matter, even if you do a rubbish joke, because it comes among seriousness and there's such a kind of, uh, there's, a there's a change in tone of the entire discourse, people appreciate that joke more. Yeah, for example, the, the Mufti Mink jokes, I mean the Tom and Jerry ones, people are going crazy uh, over them. But if you were to do it, if a stand-up comedian was to do it on a stage, people would be like, well, what's What's with this guy? You know what I'm saying? So it's it, it depends. Like in a bayan, you can get away with certain stuff. You can get I, away I with say. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, while, while you started your discussion, you mentioned something I didn't know about you. That you're, you're actually a school teacher. Yeah. You teach at, you teach, you know, um, as a... Hey, as for a, apple, beef, or banana. <laughs> hey, for apple, beef, or banana. That's awesome, mashallah. So, which which year did you get into this um, this YouTube stuff? And the real the real question, the real topic of today's discussion is the digitization of da'wah, right? So the idea is like how da'wah. Of course, we need to have foot soldiers that are on the floor, getting to people, doing the work that you know the foot soldiers. And then we also need to have people that are supplement. Don't use the word soldiers because we we, we yeah. start, you know are very <laughs> peaceful. There's, there's <laughs> going to be some far right guys tuning in. Singhi people talk about the jihad. <laughs> you have, he's mostly you have, talking about the jihad. <laughs> you have a you have a message for the far right people. Can you say something to them? They're watching right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying we're Muslims, but we're not talking about the jihad. <laughs> this, this this guy, he's just he's you know he's just doing his thing like a chicken wing. 
so, but the question I was going to ask is, do you, do you still go out in the public and meet kids and connect to them at that personal level? And do you find that to be effective as well? Because sometimes when we get imbalanced, it's like, you, you, know, you, you think that this is the only way. But do you find that both of them are necessary? And how, how often do you uh, engage in like the street, like, you know, going out in the masjid or in the streets or meeting the youngsters? Does that still happen? Or are you so occupied by this that you don't have time for that? 9-11. That's when it stopped? I think, I think when 9-11 happened, I think people were very kind of intimidated by anything, anything Islamic. And because when 9-11 happened, I was, I was in secondary school, so... Even though we we would go to the mosque and that, and we'd carry on just just speaking and talking, people became more apprehensive when it came to seeking knowledge. They stopped sending their kids to madrasa, and even when you you know speak to somebody about Islam, they'd be dubious and they'd be like, "Oh, this person wants us to do the jihad. They they want us to join this group. What sect are you from, brother? Are you from one of the? the, the are you this sect or are you that sect?" And the person's just talking about Iman and Yaqeen, you know what I'm saying? Just keeping it back to, just keeping it to basics. So I think that the thing, I think the beauty of online was that you, I guess it gives you more open platform to kind of show what you're about and to win people's kind of... Um, the back. Uh, uh, yeah, I think loyalty, I guess, or appreciation such that, I think the, the beauty is that before when you you'd have to go to people to give dawah now they come to you wanting a picture with a guy with a beard now this is something that was unheard of you know when somebody wants to come to you and take a picture because you're making halal content i think that that's that's remarkable and i mean don't don't get it twisted like the 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 dawah is face to face dawah you know what i'm saying that's you know, sitting at the feet of scholars and, and doing things. I mean, the, the barakah on, the barakah in that method is next to none. I mean, who are we kidding when we think that this is a replacement for that? Mm. Um, so this, this it's a means, isn't it? It's a means of reaching the people that don't get reached. And then when they approach you, hopefully you will inspire them. And then, yeah, you speak face to face and face to face just has another connection, to be honest. I mean, we as human beings are supposed to naturally be meeting face to face. I mean, now, um, even even with you guys, like when I'm looking, I'm I'm conscious. I'm conscious of, of of your movements. Obviously, if I was there in person, I actually limit when I'm talking based upon the other person's body language because I know if they're getting a bit thingy, I'll cut it short or I'll maybe bring a joke in. That that's. I mean, as, as human beings, that's that's what we do. We thrive off the other person's signals. So, yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, this this is like a stepping stone and encourages. Yeah, and, and then obviously if I meet people, that's it, it's more intimate. Yeah, a person is able to ask you questions or they'll be like, oh, bro, I want to do this, I want to do that. But they can't necessarily say that on a video. Uh, they can't, yeah, so when they meet me in person, then they can tell me their problems, how they can't tie their shoelaces or how, you know, they when they pick their nose, they like to stare at the bogey afterwards. I mean, everybody has their own trials and tribulations, isn't it? Some people, they're going through, you know, they can't get into secondary school. Some people, they're struggling to tie their shoelace. I mean, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Hold tight with a rewind. <laughs> <laughs> you got to connect at every level. And, and um, 
when you teach your kids at school, do you crack jokes with them? What really inspires them? How do you connect with them as a person, with your children, with your students? How do you connect with them so well? Brother asked a very good question. He says, how do you connect with the kids in the school? I'll ask you. If you're alive. Are you copying Zakir Naik? Whoa, whoa. I, I did. I did. I did do no name drops right there. Oh, my God. Brother, he asked, you... asked a very good question. He says, how do you connect with the people in the school? I ask you if you're alive. Uh, if you look in book of John chapter two verse three, there is absolutely no mention of talking to the kids in the school. Hope to answer the question. <laughs> when it, when it comes to the kids in the school, to to, <laughs> to, to be honest, yeah, who else uh, who else can impersonate? Bazisha, who when, else I, when, I, when I talk to Dr. Zakir Naik, I'm going to tell him you did that. So you better be ready. <laughs> I think, I, I think he knows. Right I think he knows. That's it. It was, it, was, it was nice. That was a good imitation. I think, I, I think he thought it was Ali Dawa that did it. Uh, I was like, oh, for God's sake, mate. I think Ali Dawa's better looking than me. <laughs> But um, that's that, that, that's a good question. I mean, at school, the thing is, uh, they're kids at the end of the day, isn't it? And they're, they're there for education. So I think the primary kind of thing... Like if you're too loose with them and you start doing too many jokes, then they don't take you seriously. You know what I'm saying? And kids at that age, they need to kind of, um, they need to know boundaries. So uh, yeah, once the boundaries have been set, then to be honest, I, I can't not do jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can't. Like I try. You can't be serious. It's just, yeah, it's, it's such a good, it's such a good tool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's too good of a tool to waste. And sometimes the kids, they just do some funky stuff. Like, you, you have to crack jokes. You know what I'm saying? And and life's too miserable as it is with every other day something happening. So you got to make fun of it. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of... Um, yeah, just, yeah, just to survive. You know what I'm saying? Hold that with the rewind. But as you said... So, like, you know, how do you discipline the kids then if you're always joking with them? What's, what's the process like? It's just typical school stuff, isn't it? Like, here, obviously, you've got detentions and, so you, you know... Still, uh, they're able to follow you. They're able to, they still listen to you when you say those things. They don't just take you as, like, a... As a they have a, to because... Yeah, because, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm professional. Anything that I do, the thing is, I'm here to win. You know what I'm saying? Like... Although I've been doing Smart Agenda for six years, before that I've worked on other channels. Mm. I, I mean, I teach, I, I, I do other things, and whatever I'm doing, you want to do good. I mean, this this is our tradition. Yeah, if you look in the history of um, the Islamic civilization, the the our predecessors were polymaths. They were masters in multiple fields. You know what I'm saying? And even now, we claim, oh, we we follow the the Lord. Whilst you guys don't, then then why is it that you know surely our actions, if we're doing the correct things, would have more baraka in it? But the problem is, some sometimes we self sabotage. Yeah, we we say, oh maybe this, maybe that. But if you genuinely put time and work into it, how can a person that believes in Allah in this day of godlessness not win? You know what I'm saying? Like I I I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, if you're genuinely doing your best. And that's the thing. Sometimes we need to analyze ourselves. And that's the thing. Like the, the same with YouTube. If you genuinely, 
you put your thought into it and say, how can I reach these people while straight, staying true to your faith and consistent? I'm telling you, you're going to win. You're going to win. It goes without saying, but sometimes we just don't believe. Yeah, we're constantly looking for people to blame, whether it's our families or whether it's society or whether it's the zamana, the time. Oh, but zamana, yes, hey, yeah. Oh, it's the time, brother. Brother, it's the time, man. It's not the time. It's you. You're in the time. You're making the time. You know what I'm saying? You can change it. So, yeah, man, that's 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 what I would say. And uh, hope that answers the question. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you've answered the question pretty well. Okay, why no hats, no trainers? You know, the discussion on how we are so quick to blame the time. Zamana kharab hai. Or technology ka zamana hai. You know, we blame the technology and stuff like that. You know, Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go ahead. No, the technology stuff, right? So, like, do you have kids? You have You have children? Yeah, I'm a kid, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, do you, if you have kids, do, do they have phones and, and, and they have these gadgets as well? No, I first need to do the first step. I first need to get married in order to have kids. If I had kids before getting married, I think uh, society frowns upon that. I think I would have just flipped science on his head. They'd probably do experiments on me. How's this guy churning out kids when he's not even married? Allah get you married soon, Habibi. Inshallah, make you keep smiling. I mean, I mean. Do you think you'll be smiling as much after marriage also? Or you... <laughs> I, think I'll be sm- I think I'll be smiling more. <laughs> Inshallah. Inshallah. But then you're asking a question. Go ahead. I was saying, I, I think you were saying about technology. I, I think yeah. that's, that's a very good point, bro. Because yeah. you know what? It, if you look, in, it, we're millennials at the moment. Before that, I think there's boomers or, or whatnot. I mean, each generation, there's always something new that's introduced. I mean, we shouldn't be those people that are constantly just bad-mouthing anything new that happens. I mean, technology has so much to offer. Yeah, I mean, at the press of a button, you can put out a post that can inspire thousands of people. Yeah, as as a believer, you can solve the, you know, someone's having a bad day, you put up a post. I get sometimes you put up a video or a post, people say, yo, uh, that's really cheered me up, or that's really helped me, bro, blah, 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 mashallah. So in that sense, I, I would say technology itself, there's nothing wrong with it. But just like anything else, you need to have discipline, you need to have control. Too much of anything is not good for you. Mm. Too much sugar messes up your system too much almonds can kill you because each almond has cyanide in it and if you um, overdose on almonds you can die from cyanide poisoning yeah bananas they got potassium if you eat too many bananas you get potassium poisoning you know what i'm saying so if you breathe too much oxygen yeah your body can't cope with the uh, the surge of o2 in your body and you can't take it so it's the same with social media yeah um, you just need to. It, it's like cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah, we've we've got age limits to that. You have to be 16 or 18, depending on what country you're in. But there's no age limit to social media. But both release dopamine in the head. Both give you that high. You know, oh, the good stuff. But they're getting that from the device. Yeah, they tap a like and they're like, oh, the good stuff. 
But how how is like a, a nine year old kid who when they get a taste of the good stuff, how are you gonna wean him off that by saying, Hey, kitab padiara, kitab pad, sick coach. Yeah, read the book, learn something, son. What are you doing? <laughs> and then like and the son doesn't listen to you like you never listen to me, beta. Look at Choi Sab's son. Choi Sab's son listen to his father. You don't listen to father. Get out of the house. He said, no, I don't want to go, dad. Well, I'm going to leave the house. I'm not coming back. I'm going to Pakistan. No, dad, don't go. Okay, then get off the social media. The next day, son's back on social media because you haven't dealt with the root of the problem. You're the dad that's bought him the, I don't know, Samsung S10 or whatever. I'm just losing count now. S10 or something. Flipping when he was seven year old. Like the guy was sticking crayons up his nose. Uh, with his left hand and he had a Samsung S10 on the right hand. You know what I'm saying? So I, I actually do think parents are to blame when it when it comes to this sort of stuff. Uh, control your damn kids. Mujahid. Yeah, I, you know, the first time, I, you know how sometimes when I joke around, I put you guys in an awkward situation where the jokes are... awkward situation right now? Did I, did I feel how you guys, you and Mufti Rahman feel where the person is too funny and he puts you that in that position in the back seat. He's nice. I like you. <laughs> You're nice. <laughs> He's still preaching though. He's still preaching though. Yes. Yeah, alhamdulillah. And so we, we got that part done. And so now we're asking, in this influence of social media, how many people do you think are not, I, how many subscribers and do you have on your channel at the moment on Smile to Jannah? Uh, a, a few thousand, you know. He acts like he doesn't know, but yeah, he, he's being humble. Uh, I think Smile to Jannah has more than 300,000 subscribers, Bijan. Mashallah. So you have, I want the audience here to also learn about his channel. That's why I asked the question. Um, so they could also go to that did channel. Did you ask a question? I did, I did ask, did ask a question. question. The brother, he asked a good question, he says. How many subscribers do you have? I ask you if you're on live. If I was to tell the brother how many subscribers I have, then people would think that I am being uh, not very humble. And they would say that the brother has pride. And uh, I don't think I have pride. Hope to answer the question. Well, <laughs> Zishan, man. You're reckless, Zishan, but you're reckless. He's reckless. Don't get us in trouble. Can you, well, do, can you, do, can you do the, uh, the Can you do the accent of the president of America? Nah, I think I can only. I haven't worked on accents too much, but Dr. Zakinik, because because I love him. Obviously, it's uh, it, it's our love and obviously our respect and love and all that. I'm sure you guys know anyway. But uh, yeah, I I do his one very frequently. Mashallah. Bajan, you were asking him that question about what, what, were, what were you going to ask him about his uh, the follow up with the subscribers? Yeah, so you have yeah three hundred thousand subscribers, and out of your subscribers, you've you've definitely seen. Uh, you have inspired these youth, these children, these adults who are watching you all across the world. So what does that motivate you when you hear a message back on the chat? Like, oh, smile to the guy, you've kind of helped me. I, I saw this from a different angle like you were talking about. How does that inspire you and, and give you keep giving you motivation? And then you have the negativity that comes. So so let, let me get this straight. The, the question that you're asking is, when I see a good comment, does that motivate me? Does that get and you excited? And when you see a bad comment... So 
how do you react to it? Because does does a good comment get me excited? I mean, is there any other answer I can give apart from yes? No, but, <laughs> but in a sense, that does it really like make a difference? Some people don't get affected by it. No, even negative, negative comments. Like it's not it all depends. about. It depends. It depends, bro. It depends. Like um, it depends what sort of comment you give. Like if a person says, "Yeah, mashallah, keep them coming," that's yeah. one thing. The more specific you are, the more, I mean, when you're scrolling, you pause and you're like, all right, this guy's taken a minute to actually write a couple of sentences, show their appreciation. Like, yeah, I, I have to. Because the thing is, I've spent ages creating that content. So when I'm putting it out there, I genuinely want to know how people feel. And if it's changed somebody, yeah, you're 100% right. Like, although I was cussing the question, but... I see the depth to your question because when uh, you put certain content out there and it does affect people the way you wanted it to, you know it's hit the right spot and then you can create more similar content tackling with that stuff. However, if it doesn't hit the spot, then naturally it's like the thing that I said at the start. I mean, doing the same uh, thing, expecting different results doesn't make sense. So yeah, when, when I see that stuff, like someone's gone through something and they're like, yo, your videos helped me. Uh, now I'm able to tie my shoelaces with ease and I've got no issue whatsoever. It no longer phases me. You know what I'm saying? Like I've helped that guy. Yeah, like uh, 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 level, I, I can really... sleep easy knowing he can tie his shoelaces now. At any level, you're going to help the guy, you help the guy. But Zishan, do, do you... Pardon? I said you really like the shoelace discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple, isn't it? Like uh, the scholars give the example of shoelace. They say make dua even if it's for something as simple as tying the shoelaces. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wisdom right here. I'm not just a pretty face, bro. <laughs> it's dead yeah. to me. I'm like an onion. <laughs> I, I was actually hoping for that answer. You gave the accurate answer, mashallah. You know, the Prophet said, Yes, ahadukum rabbahu kulla shay. Your, your, your shoelace breaks or rips. You need a new one. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Basic things. A lot of times youth will ask. A lot of times youth will ask, should I ask Allah for this? I feel embarrassed to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, for better grades. No, no, no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to turn to him for every single moment of your life. If you learn to take from him in the small issues, you'll also be able to tap into his treasures for greater issues in your life. Um, that's so deep, just, bro. That last just, thing that you said, that's actually that's actually quite deep. I'm gonna repeat that once more. If you can ask Allah for the small things, then you'll you'll feel more confident to ask about the bigger issues. That's deep, bro. Yeah, asking. I think sometimes you know when we make deep points, we we rush to the next point too quickly. But I think that's good. I think because a lot of people they don't know why. To ask for small things, and I think you've kind of put that very nicely. Mashallah. Beneficial for me as well. I haven't heard it like that as well. I I I am a part-time scuba diver, so I go deep sometimes. Whew. God that was, damn. That was good. I was just trying, but you didn't expect that one. <laughs> Man. But 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 Jen, um, you, that that point that you made, Dishan, don't be like a stretch and get carried away, though, yeah. No, no, I don't. I'm already inflated. Just need to get a pin to pop me. You know what that? Pin, and my wife always has a pin just there hanging there. Pew, a jab pin. Ooh. Knock it out. <laughs> too, like, too many, too many of those. Yeah. 
Alhamdulillah. Ishama, I was I was gonna ask you like, what 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 was like, this is you know I know we're getting to our end as well because it's late for you, but what has been the most difficult? Um, what's been the most difficult point in this like this job of yours? Like, what's been the hardest thing to do? Why is it is it is it lack of motivation or is it just it's so much every day you're doing it? Has it ever has it ever dawned upon you that yeah this is this is too much work I don't need to do this or this is really hard uh, it's hard to continue making this type of content or are you always motivated by something specific and I hope you are motivated by the idea of bringing people closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala because at the end of the day that that that, that with that motivation with that ihtisab even if it doesn't give that effect is rewarding right even if it doesn't bring someone closer to Allah but if you have that purpose inshallah it will be rewarding for you but do you ever get tired? Do you ever get? Do you ever lose lose motivation at all? Do you ever lose focus? Mm, I'd be lying if I said no. But Alhamdulillah, I'm. I would say I, I'm. I'm able to curb that because I know I know where I've come from. You know what I'm saying, and I regularly remind myself of my humble roots and the time where I'd be sitting. Uh, or just before I'm going to bed when I was young, I'd raise my hands and I'd say, Ya Allah, I'm just unhappy with what I'm seeing. Use me to spread deen to the four corners of the globe. Because it's frustrating, you know, when you see, when when you're learning about your religion, but you see people just doing zaba and sacrificing basic fundamentals of the religion. You see your religion being mocked and disgraced, well, primarily by Muslims. So... Uh, and you feel powerless. You go to your masjid and you speak to the people around you and people don't want to speak. In your community, you don't feel valued. So, and you constantly make dua and you, you, you traverse and you start the social media journey. And eventually when Allah does accept you and you do start reaching people, I don't think you should forget where, where you actually were and where Allah's brought you. And I think the the story of Ayaz, I don't know, it's probably a long story. You guys probably know Sultan Mahmoud Ghaznavi and Ayaz. They give these examples and Ayaz once he was caught, he kept going to the kind of cupboard at night and Sultan thought, you know what I'm saying, that he's stealing. Uh, well, the people told the Sultan that he's stealing. Yeah. And then they kind of called him forward and said, do you go to that cupboard every day? He said, yeah. Okay. Give us the key. And he's like, no, no, I don't want to give the key. Give us the key. And then they took the key. They checked and there was some raggedy old top and some some crusty sandals there. And then he said, you know, those were the clothes that I wore when I first came to your palace. And every now and then, you know, I remind myself that the king, where you were when the king bought you and where you are now and don't forget your place. So I think that's, and I think even Umar, you know, he would, you know, remember the times where I think his aunties would give him just a few dates just for, you know, a whole day's work of just taking the goats or the sheep, you know, for grazing. Um, so I think our tradition tells us that uh, that's that's the best way to kind of keep grounded and just, just remember that the, the time that you were powerless and you couldn't reach and now Allah's given you this, and now you're suddenly you're gonna feel tired. And sometimes you know what I do? I actually look at these non-Muslims. I follow these motivational speakers regularly, and every day they're posting stuff on their Instagram, every day there's stuff on their stories. And I'm like, these people are so motivated when it comes to entrepreneurship or money and, and stuff like that. And 
we can't be motivated for what we have. We've got so much to offer, but we undervalue it. So I, I think sometimes you look at people, that's what they say, isn't it? Sometimes look for look at the people below you and that will motivate you. And and that's why I spend my time, like even when you guys were, you know, keeping me waiting for half an hour, I was actually listening to a, um, he's, a he's actually a Bollywood singer and he, and he had an interview in which he was talking about mental health and he used to get millions of views. And it's just interesting for me because I feel when you have these case studies, the youth relate to them more. So whenever speaking to the youth people that are watching and that they might have kid, they might have kids or whatnot, or they might not know what smart agenda is. I mean, that's kind of my the thing that I've noticed that hits even as a school teacher, as a YouTuber, I think if, if I talk about depression, people are going to be like, yeah, what does he know? But when I talk about, say, Lady Gaga talking about depression, Kendrick Lamar talking about depression, Kanye West, you know, you know, people are like, yo, oh, we know these people. Oh, what did you say? And then when you link it to the religion, then people appreciate it more because they, they feel you. It's not like you're at one level and they're at another level. Sometimes when you talk about things that are relevant and that's key, the thing is, our scholars, mashallah, have so much to bring to the table. And I don't blame them per se. A lot of people point fingers. Scholars are doing what they have, I mean, what, what they've done. Yeah, it's the same. Like somebody goes to university, they become an academic. But then it's the job of their students to take that message and mold it in a way that is that the people are going to be more receptive to it. So I think that's key, making the message more relevant to the people. The message doesn't have to change. Like there's one scholar who's talking about without compromising, like you said, without compromising your principles. Well, of course, that that goes without saying. I mean, I would I would owe a lot of kind of my stability in what I'm doing to the sohbat of ulama. Like I spent my early years with this with the ulama, the scholars, uh, fixing the fundamentals. It was mm -hmm. only when when the fundamentals were sorted then i felt confident enough and even now i, I, I go to them I, I sit with them and you know i'm saying like khidmat is a is a, is a big thing you know mm. and people underestimate this khidmat of ulama and even now in the dawah scene i try to bring this and help other brothers in the scene and we, we have so much like our scholars have taught us so much but i think we have done a disservice to them because we're trying to replicate their model like their model is good for their times now like you mentioned that you ask many people even many of the viewers watching you ask them what's the biggest social media many people out say get it wrong they don't realize TikTok is at the top they still say stuff like facebook or whatsapp no it's TikTok. you need to know like the viewers need to know you can't just say oh this is your take or nahi or take or nahi hai or this is not good or this has haram in it uh, it, it may do and you may be right but that's not going that's not enough to turn the youngsters away from that just merely telling someone it's haram has i mean that's not enough unless a person is really god conscious yeah like they give the example of uh, hassan hussein who's i think maid servant uh, spilled some hot soup or something on him and immediately he was going to get angry and then she recited the verses. And as she was reciting the verses, 
uh, I think Hassan radiallahu anh, immediately kind of responded because th that's what they were. I mean, they were motivated by ayats and the revelation. Like that meant something to them. But today, unfortunately and sadly, قَالَ Allah, قَالَ Rasul doesn't work. When you start that, people switch off. Uh, obviously, I don't know the card that you, yeah, that you guys are speaking to, but sometimes what I do is I'll mention the hadith, but I won't say, um, I'll mention it from a secular source, and then I will reinforce it by saying, did you know the Prophet also said this as well? But don't, we, we sometimes linger on, I mean, the whiz, there's a saying, they say, knowledge is knowing tomato is a fruit. Yeah, knowledge is knowing tomato is a fruit. Tomato. Wisdom. Pardon? We said tomato. Yeah, tomato. Okay. Uh, knowledge is knowing tomato is a fruit. Yeah. But um, wisdom is. Sorry, this battery thing. Yeah. So knowledge is knowing tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit bowl. Or oh, sorry, in a fruit salad. So it's it's applying it, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. knowledge is knowing that smiling is sunnah. Wisdom is not smiling at a funeral. You know what I'm saying? So we, we know the thing. Obviously, look at your audience, isn't it? Like if you're speaking to kids, yeah, and that kid doesn't come to the mosque, doesn't do this. You have to speak to him at his level. You have to, you know, use some examples. I think that's key because we're very out of touch. That's the key a lot of us would become more relevant. And you guys are talking about cracking jokes and stuff, Marshall. That, I, I think that's awesome. That's brilliant. Because if you think about it, like even like I sometimes get messages, like people get anxiety and they're like, yo, bro, like I, I watch lectures and stuff, but it's making me scared. Like it's day of judgment and, and death and this and that. And I'm like, that's so true. I don't blame you because the waiting is off. Yeah, like we haven't weighted the two matters of fear and hope. It is there's supposed to be a balance, but unfortunately, because the I was speaking to a few scholars as well, and they were saying this as well that it's 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 a system, isn't it? And when you join the dawah scene or when you start giving lectures, you do something that you've seen other people do. Yeah, it's just a norm. But nowadays, with the the sort of depressing knowledge that we or the news that we hear regularly. I mean, you need to you need to give people hope. You need to tell people that you understand. Like sometimes that's what these people need to hear. That sometimes you know there, this is a very famous film. I know a lot of people, mashallah, are going to be pious, but this is a classic. It's called Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, and at the end of it, the culmination when he sees the psychologist or therapist, the the culmination or the thing that people remember from that film is. The person who's receiving therapy is very hard-headed, but the therapist, all he says is, it's not your fault. Because he's gone through stuff with his family or whatnot, and he says to him, look, it's not your fault. He's like, yeah, I know. Hey, listen, it's not your fault. Yeah, I know that. Hey, it's not your fault. And he says it a number of times till the person really breaks down, starts crying. And crying is the realization that he's... He's got a problem. So I think sometimes that's what people need to hear. Just just hope. Like, all right, you're you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. You've committed 99 sins or whatnot. But there's still hope. <laughs> yeah. There's still hope. You're not a goner, mate. Yeah. It's not like Kulluhum Finnar. Finnar. Kulluhum Finnar. 
So it's not that sort of kind of thing. And I guess that's that's the kind of thing that I've kind of adopted. And mashallah, I, I've seen a lot of uh, khair in that. A lot of people have appreciated that. So I just wanted to share that with you, handsome, beautiful brothers. I mean, obviously you deal with a lot of kids too. And um, you deal with a lot of issues, day-to-day issues um, with these situations. How do you balance that? How do you how do you how do you know how to balance that with different people and different? Because doing it online is one thing, but doing it in person is easier in a sense, right? Doing it online, it's you don't know which who's listening, who's not listening. But in person, how do you balance that? How do you know when to give hope, when to kind of put on? I just I just want to piggyback off of what Zishan was saying, is that there is this a notion that Islam is a very rigid. Uh, present, you know, a present, uh, the presentation of Islam at the mosque and the way it's presented in front of the families and the communities, uh, it's, it sounds like if you don't pray, you're going to burn in hell for 80 hukub, you know, like so many years. And um, if you don't have a beard, this is going to happen. And if you don't wear hijab, this is going to happen. And if you listen to music, this is going to happen. Um, and, uh, and stuff like that, you know, just even a backbiting hadith is so scary. They're all true. They're all warnings. But brothers, sometimes we don't understand that these people at the Prophet's time made major mistakes. But when they made those mistakes, the Prophet didn't meet them with the with the with the with the grin or with with an aggressive aggressive personality. A man comes to the Prophet and says, you know what? I just on the way to the masjid, I just kissed a woman, right? And I'm sure if he came to the smile to Jannah, this guy would go, Welcome, welcome. <laughs> you know, like, all right, we gotta take care of this business, right? I mean, if you met Zishamba, he's like, Whoa, come here, naughty guy, you know? But um but the reality is the Prophet ﷺ, when he saw this person, he said, you know, he wasn't like, oh, Omar, take out the whoop, take out the whoop. No, like, no, it never happened like that. Right away he comes in, Prophet ﷺ said, did you pray with the people? Again, I'm not giving a, 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 a leverage to do this. I'm not, that's not permissible. But the Prophet ﷺ, when mistakes happen, he, 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 he embraced these people with an opportunity of hope. Like what he was talking about. He said, did you pray Salat al-Asr? He said, yeah, I prayed. He said, in the hasanat that you live in the sayyad. So Prophet was always welcoming two people who are struggling. Now, if a person is struggling and comes to a masjid, and the imam is like, oh, you imagine. Just like if you just, just you imagine it, right? Like, you, imam doesn't know, but the imam is saying, you know, everybody that makes these mistakes, this is the problem, and, and there's like guilt. If you keep on telling your wife, your husband, your, your children, and making them feel guilty, for, for their mistakes and their uh, mishaps, they're not going like, to want to listen to you anymore. Like they, you're cut off from them. Imagine a, an audience that's cut off from the imam. Imagine an audience that's cut off from the leadership of spiritual growth. They're like, I heard I heard this, like this is the same recording over and over. If you give a salah, typical salah talk, it's going to be like, if you do miss salah, you know, this is the punishment, which is true. There's punishment of hell, but when, we saw the Prophet have Sahaba, they miss Salah. Sahaba miss Salah. Prophet, you know, let's repent, don't do it again. And we had mistakes. So the Prophet was a very excellent teacher with the smile, with uh, with the personality. Mm-hmm. It was lose in, in these in these leadership positions that we forget to humanize ourselves. And there's two things that humanize us very well: our our tears and our tears. I'll say it again. Our tears and our cheers, how we smile with other people's smile, and how we weep at other people's emotions. This humanizes our personality with other people. When people do that, we can relate to. Now, when's the last time you heard a sheikh laugh 
Now the youth are like, man, the Sheikh is laughing. He's not. And there's another audience that's like, Astaghfirullah, Maulana Saab laughing. Shame on him. You know, not to laugh, not to laugh, not to got Imam, Imam. Like, it becomes other side of it. Of course, there is, there's youth understanding. Youth are struggling. And if you're pushing them away, you're pushing them away. They're, they're not listening to their parents. They're not listening to their teachers. You know, and of course, you know, even in discipline, you can, there's like, okay, I want to give suspension and ground them or time out for my children. But there's another way of the Prophet ﷺ to love them, to give them compassion. So I find that very, 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 the balance comes there where you have the discipline and then you have yeah. the love. It's, it's, it's knowing it's knowing what to apply in what situation. I think the the brother asked a very good brother asked a very good question. Of course, uh, he was like, "How how do you know when to do it?" I think the key is just take some time to get to know the person. Yeah, yeah. Where, where is it coming from? Like even online, when someone presents a problem, I I try to at least sometimes I call them. Sometimes I say, "Give give me a background." Yeah, mm. and you can tell from from their tone if they seem very hopeless, or if yeah. they seem um, very kind of worried. And you can tell from the sin as well. Yeah, that this person requires hope, or from their tone, or from their background. And once mm. you know the person, for example, if somebody calls and says, "Brother, I'm really worried about the day of judgment and death and this and that." Now I know over here they need the the opposite side. Yeah. Or if, if somebody's coming and be like, bro, my my mother doesn't listen to me and I want to get married, then to them, you, you, you have to give them the perspective of the mother because that's what they're lacking. Yeah, it's anything that's lacking, but you need to speak to the person first. And they may be too much on one side. So that's what you do. You, you kind of put your finger on the pulse and you kind of, uh, you take time to analyze the problem first. I mean, even in science, there's there's a process called data collection. Even before releasing a product in marketing, they, they collect data first. But we fail to do that with other people. Like, um, I think my friend Dilly, he interviewed a very famous um, Pakistani rapper. Yeah. And he just took the time to kind of get to know the person. And I think I've done that with a few videos about some people. And people have appreciated that. Sometimes the very people that we look as the lowest in society, they are just a victim of their circumstance. And if you take the time to just get to know them, they could be a gangster selling drugs and doing all this, but just find out. Yeah, this is what therapists do. And I think it's a good model to kind of um, understand. Yeah, because even though people may not think therapy or, or this sort of stuff is something... Uh, or they may think it's taboo, get a therapy therapy book or learn a bit about psychology, learn that stuff yourself just so you know how how, how your mind works. And that's, that's what they do. They genuinely question, question the other person. Yeah, but we love sometimes even our, uh, and, and I was a victim of this myself. Sometimes I genuinely used to think if a person's not praying, they just need Sahih Hadith. So I just go through Bukhari, just write, just get write down all the Hadith, and then I'll go and quote it to my cousin. And then he would just be like, okay, inshallah. It's Pakistani, isn't it? So he was like, ha, both hoop, Inshallah, inshallah. Say bola, say bola. That's, that's the typical kind of uh, Pakistani say, isn't it? From back home. So, I mean, that, that was the thing. But then I realized, like, especially nowadays with, with some kids, 
the best dawa is through action yeah for example um you're eating yeah and as you're eating you don't need to tell them every little thing uh, and then you continue yeah but the thing is you have to notice the situation yeah that's why i said about body language if you see that sometimes when you say that people are going off it's like the prophet or even i think umar or one of the two they would be walking and they would come across like a carcass or, or rubbish and then they would just stop and then when sahaba would feel uncomfortable then they would say you know this is the reality of the dunya yeah mm-hmm. so sometimes that's that's what you do like um habib yeah habib narmegomedov the mma fighter he said something really remarkable now if for example and he's talking about uh, just uh, death yeah and if i upload a video on death people aren't necessarily going to care about it however if i have a clip of habib talking about it and then i build upon that I think that will be more powerful because that marketing has been done by um, just a current affair. So even even with kids, I think just just sometimes not giving dawa intensely is is the best. Like uh, some people said, "Oh, uh, brother, can you come for a podcast? Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, we've got youth." I said, "Let's just do a Q and A because if I'm talking about something." People are less likely. Ah, oh, he's just. I'm just. You're not engaged. But if a kid asks a question and I'm answering it, they're more likely to listen now. You know what I'm saying? It's like a dawa stall. If somebody comes to a dawa stall, they're more likely to listen to your response rather than if you chase them. Be like, yo, you want a Quran? I'm a Muslim. I'm not gonna be talking about the jihad. You want a Quran? Yeah. So uh, then you're. Now having to prove your side of the argument, sort of thing. So yeah, I think you find that a lot in the Prophet Sallam. He would pose questions uh, from the Prophet to the Sahaba. He would say, "Atadrima hukullahi ala ibadi wa hukul ibadi Allah." Do you know the right of the servant upon Allah and the right of Allah upon his slave? And he would ask this three times, and the Muadh ibn Jabal would say, "Allahu Rasulu Alam." You know, Allah knows best. And then the answer would come. The Prophet would grab a branch, shake it, say, "Why? Why am I doing this?" So the Prophet did a lot of questioning. He, he says, he would say, Man He said, who's going to take five things from me? Learn it, practice, or just teach it to someone without, even if they don't practice. And so I'm like, whoa, five. So they engage, he, he, you know, he triggered their, their, their mind to be intrigued into what the Prophet was saying, exactly what you're doing. 100%. Like, bro, like, sorry to interrupt, just before I forget, like, uh, even Imams, like, how many Imams before preparing their Friday khutbah, go on Google Trends and look at the things that have been searched that very day? Or how many people go on Twitter Trends or YouTube Trends? Now, they these platforms have made it so easy. Look at what people are searching for. Look at what's the discussion point. Look at the, the news, the popular news site, CNN. I mean, you guys probably have, that's a rather relatively balanced compared to Fox, Fox. and Fox, Fox. MSNBC, uh, Fox or Bull or Cow or whatever animals you have uh, ruling your media conglomerate. So um, that that's what you do, isn't it? It's uh, And I'm telling you, like, or just changing up the style at the, just doing a little survey a day before and saying yeah i asked uh, 20 members uh, of our community yesterday and here's the answer that they gave immediately you're going to engage the people and like you said 
our pro prophetic tradition is is filled with various methods and i think online it's uncharted untapped territory because many of us we think we're too pious for that and then jahils go on there and they get a big following and then we start moaning and groaning in our own little whatsapp groups like oh this person's done this now and then we're constantly on the back foot why why are we firefighting not, all the time back foot, like we're like light years behind exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. like you, you you were mentioning that uh, whatever strategy it takes get it to the heart that's the that's the that's the the essence of knowledge where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet that Nazala Ruhul Amin that the Quran was revealed it was right to your heart because the heart has to be affected by it. And the Prophet, you know, when you were mentioning building relationships with people, the Prophet wasn't a capo. What I mean by that is he didn't just say someone's doing something wrong, I'll be too nice, I won't say anything. That's also a capo. Neither was he overly aggressive, but rather mm -hmm. he found out the best way to engage with this person without making him feel bad. Like the famous story about the person who urinated in the masjid and the sahabas got up angrily and about to, you know, get upset at him. The Prophet sat them down, made them chill, relax. But it doesn't stop there. After they all left, the Prophet called that Sahaba who urinated in the masjid. And he engaged with him. Like, why did you do this for? You know, it's better if you didn't do it here because it's the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he built relationships with them. Right? And one of our one of our elders, his name is Sheikh Ashraf Ali Tani, rahimahullah, was a great scholar of our subcontinent region. He would say that sometimes I would build a relationship with my students for an entire year. So I could finally give them one advice, right? If we're actually committed, if we're, if we're committed, profound. if we are committed to the task of giving da'wah to people, we must strategize and, 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 and plan on how this da'wah can affect them. And this is how the Prophet was He was constantly thinking. People that are trying to make money are constantly thinking on how to make more money from different ways, passive income. People that are trying to touch more hearts, and get people close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should constantly be thinking on what can I do different not for my name to be known or not for my channel to grow simply but how can I get even that one youngster to pray salat if that's the goal you know that's a prophetic module that will never fail to affect to be effective in our communities because the back end it's about how can I help this person right and mashallah you're doing that in your way we're doing that in our way People are doing that in different ways as long as the goal is to help people. In Habbul Amal Allahi. Both, no, no, I don't want both khub. In Habbul Amal Allahi, and you declare for the Muslim Surah. The Prophet said that one of the best amals that you can do is to make the person sitting in front of you happy. So, I mean, you're doing that in your way. May Allah bless the people that brought you here. I mean, also, also, like, um, we're talking about a level of da'wah and a global level, but I want to also say to the family, like, don't be party poopers. You know, like, you come to a home. People are already arguing and you come and agitate them even more. You should be the person that comes to a gathering and cheers them up. You know, like you're sitting, your in-laws are sitting, their in-laws, 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 you know, and you have uh, brothers, sisters, everyone is sitting there and you just come and you kind of like wreck the environment. You should be, you should be like the prophet. We should be like the prophet. So always come in and make the environment more peaceful, you know, um, uh, you know, afshu salam doesn't just mean, I say assalamu alaikum, I mean, come with peace. Like, live a life of peace. So, I mean, like, salam alaikum, salam alaikum, everybody's coming and start arguing. That's not really helping the hadith. The reality is that to live with a level of, like, just cheerfulness, kindness. Yes, someone fell, someone's crying. Help them out. Hold the child. Be a person that brings some 
happiness and joy to even in a meeting, you know, like diffuse the situation when there's getting when there, it's getting heated up. And I think that's important. Like just, I mean, it's, all this that we're talking about, we can also the situation. Like, cut the red wire. Cut the red wire. Hard wire. Hard wire. Hard wire. down. Just cut the red one. Shambay, before we end, I was going to ask you, what is the hardest topic that you have tackled in a, in a humorous way? Um, I know recently there was one that, I mean, if I was you, I would be extremely upset with that comedian. You made a video on it um, in Australia. He spoke about the Christchurch shooting and he made a joke out of it, right? Like, how do you how do you take that and like somehow grapple with that, you know, that statement that he made and still somehow, you know, find humor in it to affect people, right? Like, what's the hardest t topic you have tackled like that? Uh, I think that the hardest topic is um, when th this happened recently when when the people were ripping the Quran up and then mm. chewing it and then spitting it out. Um, yeah, that that requires a lot of restraint, to be honest. And I think it's a testimony to our faith as well. That I think we normally bang on about peace, peace, peace. But as we're saying it, we're beating someone to a pulp. Islam is peace, brother. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So you're beating someone up and, and you're telling him his peace and then after the guy's all bloody and everything, brother, you do you believe now? Do you believe? <laughs> but the, the thing in that situation is it's it's like, and this is the th ongoing theme in our discussion, like you've tried something and it hasn't worked, but you're expecting di a different result. So I know previously, whenever things like this have happened, People go to the streets, they start burning effigies, they start, you know, going crazy. And then the media records that and then further um, demonizes us and say, look, look how these people are reacting. So I think this 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 was key because this happened within our own circles. Um, I, I sometimes when you hear stuff like this, it's infuriating. You mm. know what I'm saying? Um, and, and sometimes you. I have to get down the facts and then I I think the key is that you're like, okay, now I've got the facts. It's like uh, there's this famous Bollywood actor as well and he, he's made a few meaningful movies and they asked him about strategy and he said, look, to educate people, you have to first, in this day and age, you have to entertain people. Very famous Bollywood actor, Amir Khan, he said, in order to educate people, you have to entertain them. He's not the only one. Other people, I think, famous, even Hollywood directors have, have said something similar. Because people have said, oh, when are you going to make the next meaningful movie or whatnot? The key is you have to entertain people. Like, it, people won't necessarily remember what you've said. They'll remember how you made them feel when you said it. I, I think that's very important. And we, the media utilizes and, and people utilize fear and and, um, and and controversy quite a bit. But comedy is something that I think is is not being utilized heavily enough. In fact, many comedians are very uh, lazy. They mm. use sexual innuendos and they use uh, profanities. They re their jokes rely on these two. I challenge you, watch any stand-up comedian. Uh, after, if a joke is about 50-50, they add a swear word and it just makes it more funny. I mean, I can do that. Yeah, I, I can do that plenty. Uh, but, it's, it's <laughs> but it's incredible. Cut the red wire. <laughs> but it's inc <laughs> but it's incredibly lazy. It's a lazy thing to do. It's not good comedy. Like Rowan Atkinson, who, who's the actor behind Mr. Bean, like that is that that's authentic comedy. You know when Mr. Bean is in a hotel room, 
and he makes an entire 20 minute episode of him just trying to get the TV to work. That's 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 genius. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No wonder the guys from flipping Cambridge University, yeah, which is like Harvard and Yale here in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of these comedians, they're like even Sasha Baron Cohen, the one who plays Bora and Ali G. He's from Cambridge as well, Cambridge, Oxford. So a lot of these um, big comedians, you have to be intelligent in order to manipulate these sorts of things. So I think that the challenge is not getting the research. The challenge is then linking it to jokes and then editing it in such a way that the joke doesn't linger because if the joke is there for too long or if the facial expression is not there, it flops. It flops. You know what I'm saying? It becomes, it becomes awkward. So timing has to be right. And then, yeah, to, to be honest, I just know that if it's too serious, I'm, I'm just doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah, you had your best friend, Muhammad Hijab, to help you there. He keeps it serious. <laughs> Pardon? I said, you have, your best, you have your friend, Muhammad Hijab, who keeps it serious. And then you guys have <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. People that see my stuff, they know I use a lot of Muhammad Hijab memes as well. So I've kind of... Uh, <laughs> I think before I we that on as well. before we close it up, we should hear a couple of jokes from um, um, our brother, our guest, because I, I feel like people want to hear his funny lines a little bit more, unless he's tired. Which funny lines? Anything, anything that could just you know wake you up a little bit more. You know that's a, that that's that's very funny. Uh, a comedian was saying this as well. He says that w w when he's on the street, people just come up to him and be like, "Go on, brother, tell us a joke," and he's like. How, how do I tell you a joke like hey in the middle of the street like he's uh, like what do you do I'm a builder well go on build me a house go on <laughs> build me a house why are you accountant go on flip and do something what's 200 times 345 go on <laughs> I guess I guess the best comedy is, is, is it's situational comedy exactly situation, like you know what I'm saying like like something's yeah. happened and and then you kind of uh, you kind of go over that. And the brother he was telling me, I think recently what what happened was UAE's um, uh, the 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 kind of normalization that uh, of relations of UAE with with Israel um, and kind of uh, I think I guess stabbing our Palestinian brothers in the back. I really wanted to cover that topic, but it was exactly that. I was I was like because I was. I was mega furious because mm. UAE has done something similar when that whole Indian Kashmir thing was going on and they yeah, gave the right. Prime Minister of right. India, yeah, they gave him a medal. So this is just utter stupidity. And um, yeah, sometimes I, I am disgusted. And like with that video, I honestly, like I, I really wanted to cover it, but I was just... It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. Yeah, I just couldn't, but I do feel that I, I definitely do need to because I, I don't think I've, I've covered the Palestine issue enough because I, I think politics, um, people do find politics rather boring, but I think comedy is it's a very kind of unique way of kind of getting that across. And that's one of the things that I'm happy with that, that I've managed to do that. But yeah, just stuff like that. You know, when our nations that we expect them to do like even th there was some model photo shoot within the Medina province. And then you're like, I mean, what do you say to stuff like this? You know, I'm calling Nicki Minaj and these big actors to, to Saudi. And you're like, it doesn't make any sense. So sometimes it, you're just like, you know, what, like, I don't know. 
Yeah. But yeah, Ishan, yeah, like sometimes you can't, you know what I'm saying? Nishan by Bajan, Abdullah, I think we should call it a night. Um, I, I, you know, we, we went we went through a very um, um, you know roller coaster type conversation. Alhamdulillah, we, we had some comedy from you and Bajan, mashallah, of course, and then we spoke about some important issues such as such as mental health and depression, and, and tying uh, shoelaces and cutting the red wire, something like that. And then we also touched base upon how to really connect with the people around us and to appreciate everyone that is doing this work, regardless of what the image is in front of the screen. Everyone is making an effort. Every father, every mother. Every older brother, every older sister, every sibling, every aunt, everyone is making effort to help people around them. Just because they don't see the result doesn't mean you should stop. Keep at it. We mentioned this before as well. It's not about how many people you affect. It's about the people that you can affect, how good you affected them. So inshallah, if you're watching, I mean, of course, Malta Jannah has 300,000 subscribers on his YouTube page. And he's, he's going to give a, he's gonna give Miftah a shout out. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you for that. <laughs> he's looking around. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 um, really, you know, it doesn't matter how many people are around you and how many people you're affecting, as long as you're actually being affected. Uh, a number is just a quant. Number is just just that. It's just a number. So may Allah bless you for we joining. Us. I know you're gonna go, but I just want to ask a quick question. Like, so personally, your parents are from where? Of more overseas. You said you're originally from Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. So your Urdu is good. My, my father passed away when I was one, so my mom, uh, she raised me by herself, and I didn't have any siblings. So that's why I think I think I was more kind of impressionable to the dawah. Like genuinely, I've said this before that when I would hear the imam say stuff, like I, I would I, I would believe it. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and and I didn't understand that. Okay, so this is a reality. Like why? What's what's the issue with this? It just didn't make sense to me. I think people become desensitized uh, to it. So for me, I think because of the background and everything. I think, uh, and that's the thing, I guess, if, if someone's watching um, and, and you've gone through stuff or whatnot, I think everybody is. I think there's a very mm -hmm. famous saying that's been popularized of Umar that, that says that uh, sometimes people with the worst pasts make the best futures. And I definitely do say because if if you are watching and you are broken, like you divorce or, you know, mother missing, father missing or something's happened, you know what I'm saying? I mean, use that pain to kind of uh, to drive you into doing something positive. If you can't live for yourself, live for others. And I think everybody nowadays is suffering because of the the nature of just just the dunya that that we're in at the moment. So I definitely say power through that, inshallah. And inshallah. yeah, man, like I, I I go through stuff. In fact, you were saying what was one of the challenges? I would say when you're actually going through stuff yourself but knowing that um obviously that the, the, the ummah needs content as well you, so still can't stop. you still can't stop you can't stop yeah exactly oh, yeah. exactly exactly 100 percent. so yeah may i think allah, i think allah. that's the thing bro so may allah bless my mother may allah bless Amin. my father i think Amin. parents Amin. are very important and that's the last thing that i guess i would say as well um your father, the, the du'as of my mother have have uh, really helped me serving her and uh, an obedience to parents no matter how unreasonable how illogical they may be at the end of the day they're, they're still your mothers even if she's chasing you around with the sandal uh, and it's a size 9 sandal and you know it's made from one of those hard materials she's still your mother at the end of the day you know what I'm saying so yeah. uh, and i think that's 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 very important and those people that do have fathers just realize that i mean don't 
I mean, there is a big emphasis on, on the mother, but um, yeah, don't underestimate your father. It's coming from somebody that doesn't have one. And there's a saying, they say, if you want to know the value of, of someone or something, ask somebody that doesn't have it. Yeah. Oh. So that's that's definitely what, what I would say. Parents nowadays do get neglected. And sometimes parents that are watching, sometimes they're guilty as well. Like I would say for the first 10 years, please, please, please. A lot of cases that I deal with, um, they stem from parents not giving time to their kids the first 10 years of their life. A lot of things. Yeah, When I speak to people, it stems from parents being busy. The mom's just constantly cooking and worried and watching dramas and the father's just out there cabbing. I would say eat less, sleep in less, live in less, give time. Your kids want time. They don't care about your money or your phone contracts or whatnot. So please bear this in mind and you will definitely help and invest, I would say, in your relationships with your parents and you're watching because kids that come from broken homes, they go on to break more homes. I think that's very important to understand. Yeah, so please you know, invest in your marriages. If there's something going wrong, communicate with each other. Go to a counselor. Even if you feel you don't need it, just having a third party there as a mediator, even imams, I'm sure you guys can tell people where, where to go locally. I think th th these are small things, but I've seen them come up again and again and again. So please just, you know, first 10 years, spend time with your kids and your marriages, work on them, communicate, speak. Yeah, speak to your partner. Oh, sometimes we speak to everybody else but the person that needs to be spoken to. And when you speak to that person, you realize the problem was so small and insignificant to begin with. And it's solved like this. Yeah, so please um, give time to each other and give time to me and subscribe, obviously. Uh, that's the most important thing of all, you know. Saving your marriage on the one hand is important, obviously, but subscribing i would say if you were to compare the two would be slightly more important you know may allah reward you again we all pray for your father that allah swt give him plenty to those be good hisab mother who single-handedly raised you such a great gentleman such a noble character with such noble character such a great example for the youth um just we have to find you a kuri now kuri May Allah want to get you married with Afia also. And uh, may Allah When you say Kuri, I think that's that's offensive, bro. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hit back at that because Kuri implies one. Yeah. Kuriyan uh, uh, implies numerous uh, and I'm open to that. You know what I'm saying? YOLO, we only live once. I think we're allowed up to four. So I just thought I'd just introduce a bit more controversy to your podcast. I mean, I've already bought controversy uh, into Rob, it. You so know, I thought, well, I'll bless you for that. Of course, you know, um, <laughs> I, I pray that Allah Father gives you one equal to many with Afia. Inshallah. Um, I, I, I don't want to curse you. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> we, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, as you have to know, he's smiled to Jannah, whatever he's saying about uh, other optional, um, uh, it's not going to be uh, <laughs> practical. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward you in this dunya and akhirah and save you from all the worries, inshallah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for Amen. joining us. Exactly. Pleasure, guys. You guys are brilliant. I was just going to tell the people that tomorrow we're having a class on the, the lessons from Karbala with Dr. Anjum from Toledo. 
Uh, it's a two-hour session yeah. that we have every day. Uh, I just shared the link. Please try to join it, inshallah. Yeah, make Please sure you turn up to the class, bring your pencil case and everything. And don't just laze around at the back of the class throwing paper planes at those stars, yeah? I know who you are and cut it out. You know what I'm saying? Stop it. Behave yourselves. And don't be sticking chewing gums underneath the table, yeah? We, well, who do you think we are going around and just scraping the chewing gum off? Uh, to say though, innit? Really, thank you so much for everything, man. May Allah bless you. And uh, pleasure, guys. You guys have been awesome as well. Very tolerant, I must say. Thank you. Thank you so much. Until next time. Until next time. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. To the audience, we'll see you next week, inshallah. Yes. Next week, inshallah. Inshallah.